Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Neal. I hope you're doing great. Listen, we can't really be successful at anything we set out to do in our lives unless we truly accept who we really are and accept our position in the universe. Somebody has to wait at the table. Somebody has to pump the gas. Somebody has to clean the toilet. Somebody has to cook the food. Somebody has to balance the books. Somebody has to loan the money. Somebody has to pay back the loan. There's a position for everybody in the world, in our society, in the universe, and none of them are any less important or more gratifying than the other, really. It all breaks down to a system. The faster that we can accept our place and our position inside of that system, we will start to thrive and be successful. That's what I want to talk about today. Here we go. For most of us, by the time we were in our teens, we pretty much had a good grip on where we fit on the physical spectrum. We knew if we were either really pretty or really ugly or somewhere in between. Really fit and athletic or really overweight or somewhere in between. Really super awesome or really super average or really somewhere in between. We kind of knew that and by the time we were young adults, most of us had accepted our reality in our physical form of who and what we were. Look, if I had David Beckham's body and Brad Pitt's face, my life might have gone a lot differently. I certainly would have been a lot more popular with the ladies, right? I was more than willing to accept being an average looking guy with an average body and nothing special in that regard. I was okay with it. I did fine with girls. I had plenty of interaction. I was okay with my position in the world and I was willing and able to gladly accept that, right? Most of us, by the time we were in our 20s, had accepted that we probably weren't going to be the person to develop the next Facebook or the next billion dollar app, or we weren't going to be Hollywood's next big big breakout actor or the next big rock star. Most of us, some of us are still chasing that dream into the, <laughs> into the late rounds and that's okay. I'm all about chasing dreams, and I would never put someone down for chasing. But what I'm saying is most of us had established what we were and what we were not at the most fundamental levels. Most of us could look in the mirror and honestly say, I'm not going to be the next big supermodel. I'm not going to be the next big whatever. I'm not this or I'm not that. And you kind of accepted what you were. And that's for most people, that's pretty easy to accept that, right? You've got the face that you were given. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, you could have plastic surgery and end up looking like an alien. So it is what it is. And we've been okay with that. But we struggle a lot with accepting our role in the universe when it comes to our position in life. A lot of us really strive to be a number one. And I would never put someone down for trying to excel. But the reality is, is not all of you are number ones. Most people are not number ones. Number ones are the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, the Richard Bransons, the Gary V's of the world. These are number ones. These are top dogs. These are entrepreneurs, masters of industry. These are people who are number ones. And there's a lot of women number ones as well. Right? I didn't mean to be sexist there and only name off men. I'm just talking about some of the people that I admire in the entrepreneurial world that are clearly number ones. 
Anyway, a lot of people are still setting out to be number ones, even though that they aren't. And most, most people are not number ones. Some people have number one potential, right? But in reality, they would be a fantastic number two. Somebody that has aspirations to be a number one and has some of the potential to be a leader or to be, you know, a top dog would make the absolute greatest and best number two anyone's ever seen. That's a reality. But a lot of people are just not willing to what they would consider settle for being number two. Give you a sports reference from the 90s. Chicago Bulls during Michael Jordan's years. And anyone who knows me knows I am not a sports fan. But Michael Jordan, in my opinion, would have never been Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen on his own could have been a number one, but not with Michael Jordan on the same court. So he took the role of being one of the greatest and most celebrated number twos of all time, right? Joe Biden was a great number two. Joe Biden has number one potential. He might even run for president now, but he made a great number two for Barack Obama. So on and so forth. I use a sports and a political analogy, which is out of my wheelhouse, but I'm just trying to give the example that the sooner you can accept your real position in the universe, the faster that you are actually going to become successful. Do you have any idea how many number 400s are multi, multi, multi millionaires that own yachts and live in mansions or have the best family dynamic or the best relationship with their family or are living the best experienced life that you could possibly live, dream life, jet set, are so happy. Do you know how many number 1,000s there are out there that are financially sound, emotionally stable, great family, great life experience, healthy, in shape? Do you know how many number 4,000s and 4,200s are having the same experience? Because they've accepted where, where they actually belong and they've stopped trying to chase something that goes outside of their own character and abilities. I want to talk more about that, character and abilities, and how you identify where you belong. First, before I jump into the next part, being number one isn't great. I'm telling you that right now. It's not what it's cracked up to be. It's not a decision that you consciously make to be a number one, a leader, right? It's it's something that comes naturally to you that you're born with, that no matter what the situation you're in, you end up being the leader. You end up always being the person making the final call. It just happens. It's just you have it and people gravitate towards you and they look to you for the answers. And it's just something that comes naturally, but it comes with a lot of weight. Being number one sucks. As a matter of fact, the buck always stops with you. You are always the last resort where people need to drop off their shit their problems, all the things that are going wrong that you need to fix. There's reward in it, but there's also a shit ton of misery that comes with it. And I can tell you right now that I am a number one. I'm an alpha. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. And it was something that came naturally to me from being young, from being a kid. When I was nine and 10 years old, I had advice. I had adults asking advice of me when I was a kid. I remember one time I was playing with a friend at his house and his I was probably nine or 10 years old and his mom, who was, you know, in her late thirties probably, was having husband problems and at a dining room table asked me marital advice and what she should do 
it was the most bizarre thing to me being 10 years old and having this woman picking my brain for advice, but people naturally gravitated towards me or saw me as being smart or having an answer. And I knew from early on that I was going to lead wherever I went. And people have tried to stuff me in corporate environments or a million other things over the years where I've had a hierarchy or people that I've had to answer to, and it just never works. I can never work for someone else because at the end of the day, I always end up not being able to respect the person that's in authority over me because I always feel well-intended as I may be. I always feel smarter or more equipped to handle the job or make better decisions than that person. I've yet to ever have a boss who I admired because of their intellect or their abilities. It's always been that I might have liked them as a person, but I was never able to respect them because I always felt like I knew better in almost every situation than they did. And I was right 100% of the time. That's neither here nor there. I just wanted to set that out there that this isn't a downer podcast where you should be concerned that you're not a number one. This is about accepting the same realities we all accepted during our adolescence. I'm sure at five foot 10 inches, that, that's my height, I always hoped to be 6'2 or 6'3. I wanted to be tall when I was a kid. I had to accept pretty quick the reality that no matter what I did, I was never going to be 6'3. I was just going to be 5'10. When I turned 18, I was 5'10. Guess what? I'm still 5'10 today. I haven't grown anymore. That's how tall I'm going to be. I'm not short. I'm not tall. I'm average, right? I have an average body across the board. I'm average size. I'm an average weight. I'm average looking. I'm okay with all of that. Was able to accept that and be fine with it. What people fail to be, and and most of us, I've gone over this, most of us have been able to accept that, but yet we're not able to accept that maybe when it comes to our skill level or our ambition or our know-how, that you're average. And there's nothing wrong with being average because there's also something I love to call average plus. That's like when I get someone who starts working for me in one of my businesses that's a little bit better than what I'm used to. They're not a general manager or they're not a lead, but they definitely are better than the average. And that would be like a waiter or a waitress that also has the ability to do, has some computer skills or some math skills. They can do closeouts at the end of the night or they're, they have an extra sense of responsibility where you trust them to have a key to your business and then you can rely on them a little to do things like open and close so they can do some managerial tasks, but they're not necessarily a manager. That's average plus. And average plus is a fucking fantastic because for every one of the other 97% of people who are just average, just your average server, average bartender, this person is average plus, which means that you can utilize those skill sets. But for them, they're not a number one. They're not a general manager. They're not a number two. They're not an assistant GM. They're not a number three, necessarily a third here, maybe a number four but they're a really, really, really fucking solid number five, the best number five you could ever ask for. And do you know how much value that brings to a business or to a situation? I've got a few number fives at my businesses and they are fantastic. These are probably my favorite people, the people that I rely on the most, as a matter of fact, in a lot of regards, because they can do multiple things. They can cross paths into other universes and play over there as well. So it can be like, This person can serve and wait tables, can also help out with food ordering, can also open and close, and, you know, can also reprogram the POS if it crashes because they have a computer skill as well. 
That's a very valuable person. You know what happens to a person like that? They end up thriving in their job. They get the priority shifts. They get to pick their shifts right out of the gate. They get priority. Always put them on the busiest nights or the good nights because they're great. Uh, They have job security because they're the hardest people to replace. There's a lot of people out there that are going to be a general manager. It's hard to find somebody that carries a multi-skill set and can do a bunch of different jobs and is also willing and accepting of being in that position. They don't aspire for more. They know, I don't want to be a general manager. That's not for me. I'm not cut out for that. That is fucking great. You've got somebody that is accepting of the role that they play. They like it and they're great at it. That's a person that's going to earn more money than the other people that are performing a similar position to them. They're going to get priority on shifts. They're going to get priority on everything. They're going to have job security and they're going to be loved by their bosses. That's a fantastic, I'd call that a number one, number five, right? I've got a lot of number fives and they're great. Most of the number ones that I've had have been terrible. I go through more number ones than any other position in my companies. General managers, director of ops, people like that. I go through them all the time because these are number ones that also people that have a number one mentality, but aren't necessarily a number one also have this mindset that everything they do is a stepping stone to the next thing. So it's like, I'm not really going to give 110% in this role because this is just something I'm going to do for a year while I prepare my resume or prepare my next step because they, they still believe at 40 general managing restaurants that their next step is going to be vice president of Microsoft. Again, not putting anybody down for having aspirations, but we're talking in reality. It's not that we don't deal in hope and we don't deal in in faith. We do. We deal in positivity and believing in yourself and pushing. But at some point, I had to realize that I was never going to be six foot three. And some people have to realize that the top of the food chain for them might be the general manager of my restaurant. I'm just using this as an example. I'm not actually talking about the general manager of my restaurant. I'm just putting this in, in generalized terms. So anyway, once you've accepted your reality, being a great number two, number three, number five, number 20, number 50, number 1200 has more value than being a really shitty number one. If you were fortunate enough to bullshit your resume enough and to bullshit your experience enough to convince somebody in a position of power to put you in a number one position in a company and you're not really that, you will fuck up, you will lose that job, you will end disappointed and you will probably smear yourself to the point where you become stained from the experience. Fake it till you make it works in most scenarios, but it doesn't work in that scenario. If you are not a number one, you can't pretend to be something that you're not. You're not going to have the skill set and the personality type and the the natural talent that it takes to be that thing. I'm going to wrap up with talking about how you determine what you really are, how to discover if you're a number one. It's really easy. It's like, two seconds it'll take me to explain that and it's it's foolproof like this is a hundred percent it will absolutely tell you what you are and where you belong and if you're not sure this next part will let you know okay here's how you figure it out if you don't know already where are you the most comfortable the easiest way to figure this out I'll give you an example. Are you the most comfortable having a guaranteed paycheck that's not your responsibility to provide it, meaning that it comes from a company or comes from a boss that your paycheck 
paycheck is secured and guaranteed no matter what. As long as you show up to work, you get the paycheck every week. Are you most comfortable not being in charge of everything? Knowing that above you, there are other people in position of authority above you so that you don't have to deal with like the success or failure of the company doesn't rest solely on your shoulders. The jobs of hundreds of people and families that need them for their income don't rest solely on your shoulders. Are you more comfortable with that sense of security or are you the most comfortable in an environment where you are 100% in charge of all things? You are the God of your universe. Everyone answers to you. The buck stops with you. The jobs and lives and security and stability of hundreds of people rest solely on your shoulders. You are entirely responsible for your own paycheck. No one writes it to you. If you don't go out and earn and hit your numbers, you starve. Are you 100% comfortable in that role? And is that what you crave? Will you gravitate to that role regardless? If you can answer either one of those questions, then you know exactly what you are. See, no matter where you put me, life could demote me to the lowest position in any business. I could literally become the guy who cleans the urinal at the state prison. My only job is to clean the bathrooms in a prison. You could put me in that job and I would be completely uncomfortable because I would be sorting out the dynamics of the prison system, who the key players are, who the warden is, and I would be trying to dethrone that guy by figuring out what the prison is lacking, where he's fucking up and could do better, and I would, in my free time, in my spare time, off the clock, I would start implementing a million different things into that system and then go to the uppers to figure out how I would become the warden. And I wouldn't be comfortable in my own skin answering to a hierarchy or not being responsible for my own destiny. That's just who I am. Even if I tried to stop myself from behaving that way, there would be nothing that would be able to stop me from trying to dethrone the highest power in that prison and take their job. It's just who I am. I'm a natural born leader. I cannot answer to other authority. I cannot work for someone else. I can work with partners. I can work with people but I have to be responsible for every aspect of my own being from my paycheck to everything else. And I'm, I sleep very good at night. I'm very comfortable having hundreds of people work for me around the country and being responsible for their paychecks and their jobs and their livelihood and well-being. I'm very much comfortable and in my element with that responsibility on my shoulders. So it's very easy for me to know what I am now. For you to know, you have to just look at that same scenario. Do you find yourself gravitating back towards shelter, like at work when shit hits the fan? Are you the kind of person to be like, I don't know, that's not my job, I don't deal with that? Those kinds of answers are classic number two, number three responses. See, I can't help but get involved. I don't handle dozens and dozens of things in my own company. And one thing that I don't handle is social media. I don't usually interact with the social media or deal with customers very often but I'm prevy to what's happening with my customers and I get copied on emails or Facebooks or Instagram messages where I see complaints or problems or things and I frequently can't help myself but get involved. I see a problem that someone on my team is struggling to solve that I know I can fix in 30 seconds and I, I have to jump in and fix it. It's just who I am. Whereas a lot of people would see something like that that might be uncomfortable or a disgruntled customer and run the opposite direction and get someone Like, let me go get somebody to help you with that. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm non-confrontational, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a fast and easy way to figure out 
your natural role in the universe. I wish it was as easy as just wanting to be tall but not being tall so you can simply just get a tape measure out or a ruler and measure your body and, and there's your answer right there. Guess what, Zach, you're not tall. It's not quite that simple when it comes to figuring out your place in the universe. But again, there's also this stigma attached to your, you know, your position that like if you're not the top dog, you're nobody or if you're not in the top three, that's bullshit. I told you earlier and I'll say it again. Do you know how many number 550s in an organization or a company? Who do you think the 550th highest person on the food chain is in a corporation that's as big as, say, McDonald's? What do you think that that person makes or what kind of, you know, financially, what kind of life do they have and what kind of position do they have in the world? You're talking about a, a restaurant chain that has tens of millions of employees and staff front and back of house, business office to counter work. So what do you think the 550th person in the chain of command in that organization probably makes over a million dollars a year, probably has a very good quality of life being number 550? You see what I'm saying? And someone in that role, you know, they're probably very comfortable where they are because you see people that are really comfortable with their life. It's such a great thing. Somebody that has accepted who and what they are, they, they know themselves and they don't want for anything else. My uncle was like that. My uncle was a pharmacist, really successful pharmacist, chief of pharmacy at a big hospital, ended up moonlighting at like a local pharmacy as well as he got into his, you know, his golden years, um, did great for himself as a professional guy. He had the brains and the ability that he could have been, a, he could have been a medical doctor he could have went to school a little longer, become a medical doctor. He could have, would have, he knew who he was. He stepped into his role. He loved what he did. He did it for 40 years. He was great at it. And he didn't need to light the world on fire. He did in his own regard, was very knowledgeable and very great when it came to medication. He had a great life and a great job and raised a great family. It's a guy I always respected and always admired because he knew who he was. He didn't put on airs. He didn't bullshit. He didn't he didn't think, oh, I'm going to start my own pharmacy. He's not cut that way. He needed a boss. He needed a job. He needed a paycheck. And he wanted to work in his field for a good company or a good hospital and do his job. People like that are fucking great, man. They're the salt of the earth. People that know what they are. I could be putting lifts in my shoes every day or walking around on half stilts or trying to have like surgeries to like see all the crazy things I could go through to try to be tall. But as soon as I was like 15 or 16 years old and I accepted that I probably wasn't going to be tall, I just got over it just that quick. And I was like, you know what? Now, as a matter of fact, as an adult, I'm so happy that I'm 5'10 because I would never want to be taller. First of all, clothes fit me great. It's easy for me to shop. I'm actually the most common size because every single time I go to a store, they never have my size in pants. They're always sold out. I found all the benefits in being five foot ten, and now I wouldn't trade it for the world. But once upon a time, I had aspirations of being six three. It's the same exact thing when it comes to your position in life. Even though there might be something you aspire to, and don't get me wrong, it's very possible that you're a number one that's currently number fifty on your way to the top. Lots of number ones go through the ranks. They go through the rank and file. They go through the promotions and all that kind of shit. I am not saying that you're not. I don't know you. You could be the next fucking Richard Branson. It's totally possible. What I'm saying is inside, you know what you are. I always knew what I was. It wasn't like a realization later in life. I knew what I was at 10 years old. 
If you don't know, then you're probably not that thing. And the faster you come to terms with it and accept it, the quicker you can thrive and focus on being the best 50, the best 83, the best 101 that you can possibly be. And you absolutely can light the world on fire and be a huge fucking winner in that role. That's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Follow me on all social media at the real Zach Neal. DM me on Instagram if you'd like to chat. Thank you guys. There's about 11 of you that hit me up since yesterday's podcast or maybe the day before now, I guess, uh, with questions and support. And I love hearing from you guys. I love getting your reactions to the podcast, how my advice is helping you, the stories I'm telling, how they're, how they're playing out in your own life. I like to hear your problems and your solutions and what's going on. So <clears throat> keep the questions and comments coming in at the real Zach Neal on Instagram. DM me. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks.